The mainstream media is attempting to reconstitute its COVID narrative after multiple government agencies confirm that a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan was the likely origin of the virus. Last week, the Wall Street Journal dropped a report based on classified evidence from the Department of Energy revealing that the agency believed that the lab origin hypothesis was the most likely explanation for COVID-19. Even as progressive media outlets like NPR and alleged comedians like Stephen Colbert voiced opposition to the government confirmation of a theory of origin that they had already attacked, FBI Director Christopher Wray reinforced the finding, stating that his own agency also identified the Wuhan lab as the likely source of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's clear that, for whatever reason, the regime has decided that now is the time to acknowledge the truth about the pandemic's origin. A tsunami of leftist sophistry formed as the progressive commentary attempted to process its latest software update. These media outlets and talking heads had spent years calling the lab origin theory a racist right-wing conspiracy theory. Senator Tom Cotton was relentlessly attacked by news organizations from the New York Times to the Washington Post as a dangerous and radical purveyor of misinformation for simply suggesting the possibility. Many experts, not to mention countless members of the general public, had been discredited, discarded, and deplatformed for doubting the wet market narrative. How could the regime's rabid attack dogs pivot away from a storyline that had been so aggressively enforced? If you thought that this monumental collapse of credibility, this sudden implosion of the certainty of science, would give the media a moment's hesitation, you were sadly mistaken. The progressive chattering class spend their days forcing the American public to pretend that men can become women at cultural gunpoint. Science was never really their lodestone of truth. They're not actually undergoing some kind of dramatic epistemological crisis here. While some would expect a little more coordination between the regime and its media arm to create a smoother narrative transition, this trailing dialectic serves its own purpose. Our ruling elites secure power through a constant invocation of the state of exception. In theory, we live in a democracy where the power of the government is constrained through both the structure of the constitution and the will of the people. In practice, however, both limiting factors can easily be removed in the case of an emergency. No constitution can plan for everything, and as presidents like Abraham Lincoln and Franklin Delano Roosevelt have proven, Americans will allow their leaders an incredible degree of latitude during an emergency. By invoking the state of exception during an emergency, the ruling elite can grasp large quantities of power that would never otherwise be granted. A cunning leader knows that power, once granted, is rarely returned and it's very difficult for the public to hold anyone accountable after the fact. When an emergency presents the opportunity to achieve power under the state of exception, it's always best to manufacture the narrative to secure power as quickly as possible, then make the necessary adjustments later, after that power is firmly in hand. The pandemic allowed for the creation of an indefinite state of exception, during which the regime could lock down its political opponents and unleash its own supporters to punish those who opposed them. Churches and gyms were shuttered. Abortion clinics and Walmarts were deemed essential. Leftist corporate allies like Amazon acquired a near monopoly on commerce, while their local retail competition was driven into bankruptcy. Trump supporters were forced to attend funerals of their loved ones on Zoom while Joe Biden voters drank champagne in the streets to celebrate his election. 
politics is, after all, about rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. During the early pandemic, the most important priority was discrediting Donald Trump and any GOP allies who might be able to contend for the power that the state of exception would produce. This is not a defense of Trump's actions during the crisis. He was largely played like a fiddle and conceded power to hostile functionaries like Anthony Fauci. But the left immediately understood the pandemic as an opportunity to unseat an opposing president with a wildly successful economy that was likely heading towards re-election. Anything Trump said about the pandemic, from its origins to the effectiveness of possible treatments, had to be immediately attacked and discredited. Once the threat of Trump had been removed and the desired power had been consolidated during the state of exception, the regime could always slowly acknowledge the truth bit by bit, using its media apparatus to retroactively bury the most divisive lies in order to smooth out the transition. The hosts of The View have already joined several liberal journalists in blaming Trump's racist xenophobia for poisoning the well of the lab origin theory. According to the news storyline, it was only Trump's evil racism that kept the media from embracing the scientific truth, and he is ultimately to blame for whatever consequences followed. What we're observing now is the process by which our ruling elite consolidate the power that they gained while reconciling their narrative to something that more closely resembles the observable reality. Bit by bit, piece by piece, the powers that be have admitted the truth behind most of the conspiracy theories that they so violently attacked. From the efficacy of the vaccine, to the possible side effects of the injection, to the superiority of natural immunity, and now the origin of the pandemic itself. Each admission is made after the desired power has already been obtained and in a manner that would diffuse responsibility. This slow drip of truth is not some admission of failure or culpability. It's instead designed to turn the political ratchet. Conservatives and COVID skeptics get to feel vindicated, getting to utter a well-earned I told you so, and feel victorious. While this is understandably cathartic, this gesture is ultimately meaningless, as those who lied for the sake of power and used that power to punish their enemies face no consequences. Vast amounts of wealth and power were transferred under false pretenses during the pandemic-induced state of exception, but no one is held accountable. No one admits failure. Instead, the regime gets to consolidate its gains by letting conservatives feel like they secured some form of win. Unless a specific political and legal cost is paid for the deception, abuse, and tyranny exercised during the pandemic, the left will simply watch and wait for the next emergency under which they can invoke the state of exception and start the whole process over again. Thanks for watching guys. If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and click like. If you haven't subscribed yet, now is a great time to do so. If you'd like to listen to this video as a podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Oren McIntyre Show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you do, make sure that you leave a review or a rating. That really helps with all the algorithm magic. I just posted the latest chapter for the total state. It's over at my Substack. so if you want to read chapter 7, go ahead and follow the link below down in the description. You'll also find links in the description for things like my Twitter, my Gab, my Odyssey, and my Rumble. If you want to follow me on any of those platforms, go ahead and click down there. 
you can, of course, read all of my columns on The Blaze, and you can catch any of these broadcasts and videos on Blaze TV as well. Thanks for watching, guys, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.